Just before we get started with the episode, you know that I've got some news for you. Yes, indeed. Support Canadian independent wrestling as always, and I have some shows lined up for you to enjoy. First and foremost, Pro Wrestling Ontario presenting the Iron Cup Tournament this Saturday, November the 26th. Tickets are still available, though the front row is absolutely sold out for eight competitors that will enter the Germania Club of Hamilton, but only one will walk away with an open weight championship opportunity for the first event of 2023. But who will it be? Justin Sane, Evan Greenaway, Mark Shaw, Holden Albright, Mike Forte, Von Vertigo, Corey Stone, or Aiden. Prince, get your tickets now before they are out this Saturday, November the 26th. Also on the docket, we have International Wrestling Syndicate Seasons Beatings. As Zach Peterson puts his career to the test as he goes one-on-one with NJPW champion The Switchblade, Jay White. You heard me. The Switchblade, Jay White, will be in Montreal, Quebec, December the 3rd at La Olympia. Get your tickets now. And last on the docket, Barry Wrestling, which just had their show, and it has been called one of the best in their eight-year existence, and they plan to top it with Barry Wrestling's Christmas Slamly Reunion. The show will be December the 10th, so you can get your tickets now by contacting Barry Wrestling. You have to go out and see it because Barry Wrestling are gaining one heck of a lot of steam here in the Canadian independent wrestling scene, as all of our shows on offer are doing. It is a great time to be a Canadian wrestling fan, so get your tickets now to wherever those shows tickle your fancy. But until then, on with the show. Welcome to the Colossal Tussle Podcast. Uh, it's episode number 26 or whatever. Um, I am Cranky KJ Johnson alongside just John. Um, yeah, we're reviewing the Great American Bash 1997. And, um, yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the central generally called me Because uh, you could have warned me. Uh, because you watched this pay-per-view about two weeks before I did. I did, yes. And you could have warned me. <laughs> but what would be the fun in that? <laughs> but instead, I have to drag my ass over to, to the microphone. Yep. And do a podcast intro. And pretend to be happy. <laughs> 
for two weeks I sat on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure did. How's it going, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I've been good, buddy. How are you? How's the how's the holiday season treating you? you know? <laughs> Starting it off with a bang. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a great time. <laughs> having a great old time. I welcome to the Colossal Tussle Podcast. I am KJ Johnson alongside just John, and it is it is episode number 26. Yeah, we are yep. reviewing WCW in the year 1997, specifically the Odyssey of Hollywood Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper as we trudge on further and further to Halloween Havoc 1997. We have... We're getting close already. We're, we're getting pretty mm-hmm. close. We, we've only got a few episodes to go before we reach our finale. Yep. And, um, yeah, a lot's been going on. You know, the, the last three weeks, that's, you know, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah. Listen, this is how this podcast works. Some days you'll get back-to-back episodes. Yeah. Some days it'll be... You know, uh, episode a week, mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll take we'll take a month off, <laughs> a month off. You and know, let you, and let you uh, let you sit on it. Uh, I will say, people have still been listening to the old episodes of the podcast already. Of they're so, great episodes. Yeah, 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 they're great episodes. So people are catching up on us. Mm-hmm. So, so that's great. So you haven't forgotten your colossal tussle tandem, and we appreciate you. We are we are now in in Michigan. No. We have bursted into Michigan. I love Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit, I believe. The Motor City. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, the ex-Motor City. I yeah. mean, they, they took all the cars out of there. They said, you know what, Michigan? You're not really worth it. <laughs> You're not worth the heartache. You're not worth the struggle. <laughs> and I think we lost our Michigan just now. Uh, welcome, welcome, one and all. So... The Great American Bash. Last mm-hmm. time that we left off, we, we concluded with Slamboree. Slamboree, yep. We concluded with Slamboree in which we had uh, the tr- uh, the three-way, the, or excuse me, the six-man tag match. Yeah, between which, the Outsiders yes, and uh, the Wolf Pack with Piper, a returning Ric Flair and Kevin Green. Yeah. We had Steve Mongo McMichael in the semi-main event. And he's back tonight, and baby. so much more. <laughs> Uh, I liked that pay-per-view. It was overall. a really good, yeah, it was a great pay-per-view. Yes, yeah. I, I have also enjoyed the Monday Nitros in between mm-hmm. these two pay-per-views. And I was foolishly looking forward to to this episode of, of pay-per-views. <laughs> and now we're here. We and now we're here. Uh, uh, how's, how's, um, how's current wrestling been? <laughs> Listen, uh, current wrestling's been good. It's, uh, yeah. starting to, to pick up again. Um, yeah. uh, AEW just had their, uh, pay-per-view yeah, full, they had gear. The full gear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great stuff there. Um, yep. WWE had, uh, the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah. Uh, you know, that yeah. one's always... Did you watch it? Did you watch the Saudi show? I watched the main event. Mm. Just the the Logan, Roman versus Logan. Logan Paularino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Challenging for the undisputed <laughs> championship of the world. 
Yeah, I watched I watched that and then because that that whole pay per view, even if the matches are good, it just at least it's it's it's, it. it's a weird weird feeling watching those yeah. pay-per-views. and it was also like like at eight a.m. Yeah. Like I'm not waking yeah. up. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Saudi Arabia uh, won a won a World Cup, I believe. <laughs> they won a match, yeah. Oh, they won the match. They didn't win the whole. <laughs> no. Well, they're acting like they've won the World Series. <laughs> so Instagram bamboozled me, I guess. Yeah. No, so no. they just won a match. A match, yeah. And they're because I saw online mm-hmm. that they are making a holiday or have done. A holiday. Yeah, so they won the match. Then the next day was a holiday for the for the country. Yeah, for the match. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, soccer is apparently very important. To That's all that they need is just the match. Like you think you'd want like the cup. <laughs> it's hard enough to to make it there. So if you get a win, it's like it, it's it's pretty cool. So fuck it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, they still um, have like. Four more matches to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if they've got that much team spirit to do a holiday after every victory, I mean, good on them. Listen, well, power to I, them. I, I'm happy for the workers there, you know. Yeah, they gotta, they yeah, gotta, I guess so. <laughs> I'm rooting for them to win just so they can keep getting uh, holidays. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that's happened. Um, uh, the full gear, mm-hmm. MJF. World yeah, champion. finally uh, winning the title. One of he's the yeah. first of the four pillars of yes. AEW to win it, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, William Regal. That yeah. On the side of MJF. Yeah, and I, I liked how on the on the last episode of Dynamite, yeah. um, instead of you know doing the predictable and having MJF come out mm-hmm. explain what happens, they're like, no, no. Next week, yes, you know, so that was keep pretty on cool. waiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a it's a pretty exciting time. Are you looking forward to Survivor Series having been turned into war games? <laughs> Honestly, I like this better than the whole brand warfare thing that mm-hmm. they would do every every year. Uh, I feel like again, like with the last, I believe, like the last three, yeah, war games. I just feel like they've kind of just been throwing teams together for the sake of the match kind of thing. Like, Agreed. Yes. you know, the, the brawling brutes and now they're siding with uh, McIntyre and Owens. Uh, it just seems kind of rushed and put together. Same mm. thing with the ladies. Um, yeah. You know, well, so. I mean, that's typical for, <laughs> <laughs> and if you look for at the, the last, like two in NXT, the same thing, it's mm. kind of been kind of like, all right, we need five people. Right. You are five people. <laughs> You're a team now. Make it happen. Yeah. God and make it work. <laughs> make it work, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not looking too much. I'm not looking forward too much to it. Uh, the only thing I'm looking forward to seeing is uh, if this adds on to the bloodline storyline or not mm. type of thing, mm. right? Yes, I mean, we will see. Yeah. And uh, 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 there's, there's a mystery participant for the women folk. <laughs> Who do you think it is going to be? I've I've heard the rumors. Which, but here's here's my thing with that whole thing. The the idea is, is cool. Have a mystery guest. Who knows mm. what it's gonna be? But it kind of it's kind of overshadowing the <laughs> overall rivalry mm. that's going on. Because instead of thinking of oh the champs in this match facing yeah. a returning Bailey and her faction, yeah. you're just like who the fuck is this 
this person going to be? Because you know the payoff isn't going to be worth it. You don't think so? No. Oh, my. I mean. I know it's probably going to be someone that I'm just going to be like, oh, I don't give ah, a fuck. Interesting. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's the, the rumors of, of Beth Phoenix. I don't care. Sasha Banks. That's not going to happen. Naomi. Maybe. And Becky Lynch returning from a dislocated shoulder. See, I don't care about any of those. <laughs> Maybe just Naomi, but yeah. that's about it. Did Emma return to WWE? Did that happen? She did. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> she I think they're doing a love storyline with uh, Madcap Moss. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mia Yim, did uh, she also return? She did. She's part where, of the... Where is she? <laughs> She's part of Bianca's group, I think. I don't think she is. She is. I, is she? I'm pretty sure. I I I think because Bianca, Asuka, uh-huh. uh, Alexa, uh-huh. Mia Yim, yeah, she's the oh, fourth. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure. All right, all right. Well, I'll take your word for it. Listen, I'm at like a seventy. 75%. Okay. Dumb. 75. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know what? That's solid enough for me. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, um, um mm-hmm. I, I have to talk about this. If any of you want like a genuine, like good laugh, mm. go, <laughs> go to WWE's YouTube mm-hmm. and look up the debut of a wrestler called Scripps. Oh, yes. I did see this. Did you see this? I did this? see this. One of the worst debuts I've ever seen since probably like the Shockmaster. So (laughs) (laughs) this was terrible. Do you have any idea like what he was supposed to be? No, no, no. Like I even went back and watched some of the vignettes that they did for him, and I guess he had some sort of like weird writing thing. Uh But I didn't think that would be like his gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's Reggie. Yeah. He also that's another thing he did a terrible job of hiding who he was. The yeah. second the camera panned up, everyone's like, "Oh shit, that's yeah. Reggie!" And it's like a really garbage mask. Yeah, like it's a really bad yeah, looking yeah. mask. It like doesn't fit properly. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, it shouldn't be. <laughs> and, but the mask ties up to his like to his hair, mm. so now you have hair and like. Uh pieces of the mat and, it's, and like it's pointed yeah and it's like outwards and then he has like a scarecrow jumpsuit <laughs> oh god oh man yeah that thing was horrible to look at i i i watched it literally on mute um because i was i was like sneaking it in at work and i was like what the fuck is what is this and I'm watching it on mute, and I'm like, what is happening? Because it's funny on mute, because you're just seeing this guy yeah. just scribe <laughs> in thin air. At first, I thought, because, um, again, I watched the clip with no context. So at mm. first, I thought it was like a joke gimmick, yeah. especially since it's clearly Reggie, yes. who just came off yeah. of, a, of a joke gimmick. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Let me let me see what, what this whole joke thing is about. <laughs> then I'm seeing the presentation. I'm like. No, he's supposed to be like a serious, uh-huh. serious like uh, heel like a right real now. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, real deal, man. Real deal. My God. So yeah, I, you guys I, have to go out and just and just watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, give yourself a little bit of a tickle. Jesus. Just take five minutes out your day and just have a little bit of a tickle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, topsy turvy time mm. in the world of wrestling. 
Um, you know, foolishly, I expected there to be this kind of like this boom. You know, there's this wrestling boom mm -hmm. where both companies would be on their A game all the time and it would be a rekindling <laughs> of the Monday Night Wars and it would be like, yes, there's still going to be stupid shit because wrestling has a lot of stupid shit in it, even when they're at their peak. Yep. But I didn't expect this. <laughs> there are just some days where I feel empty inside. <laughs> yeah, so it's not really like a, a Monday night war. No. It's kind of a, a Monday night scruffle. Yes. Just, you know, a little, yeah, like a little Monday back night and disagreement. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I don't even necessarily, I don't want a war. I don't want a war because I think when you start thinking about it as a war and it's like one, there can only be one. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like, no, there really, there shouldn't, there should not be just one. Yeah, yeah. There shouldn't be one major wrestling company because we had one major wrestling company for the last 20 years and look what it to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But at the very least, I just wanted them to be at their competitive A game. <laughs> yeah, like at least pretend like they yes. it's like a you know. And instead they're just they're shrouded in these scandals. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing that, that hurts too is that like you like if you look back at older uh wrestling episodes You'll see when they hit a a, a ratings low. Yeah. You'll to, you'll watch the next episode and you can see them kind of attempt to yeah. boost the ratings back up. But in like now, you'll be like those. You know, uh, AW will lose some ratings. Then the next episode, you'll watch and be like, "Really, this is your yeah, this is your comeback special. This is your comeback." And then you'll yeah. flip over to, to to whatever WWE has going on. Yeah. And you're like, wait, you saw them have a low, and this is your response <laughs> by going lower? What yeah. the fuck is going yeah, on? Just, I so expected more. Yeah, there's no competitive nature. No, it doesn't mm. seem like it. Or mm. if there is, it's like, this is the best that yeah. you Because even, <laughs> even though we don't want just one company to dominate, yeah. wouldn't the companies want to be the only, like, yeah. wouldn't you yourself you want to be by yourself at the top? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was just I expected more. I expected this this collision. These you know? young kids and their you know comrades. You know what I really didn't expect? I didn't expect for us to be looking back and been like the only bit of the war that we had was AEW against NXT <laughs> for eight months. And it was like dying nxt too like it nxt was, on its last leg yeah, kind of thing wobbling yeah yeah like you knew the change was coming yeah but and you were just waiting for, yeah. for it to happen right? and it's like at the end of it you vince like hired <laughs> hired like a, a, a jackson pollock painting to just <laughs> somebody comes with a couple buckets of paint and it's just like fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, watching those last last couple episodes of the old NXT is so depressing mm. because, like, you know they're losing in the war. Nah. You know Vince is not happy about it, and you're just <laughs> waiting for, for that flip to switch. Nah. And it's like I, I don't even remember watching anything from that last couple episodes because it's right. like I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. 
My goodness. <sighs> but be that as it may, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. There are... <laughs> Bright spots there is. in wrestling. We're, you know, we like the medium that we're talking about. We do like wrestling. <laughs> so in case this is your first time listening to us, and this is the episode you chose, <laughs> I'm happy to report that at 20 minutes in, we do like our wrestling. <laughs> Listen, just so happens it's been a, a, a slow news week, and we're reviewing a terrible show. <laughs> We do like wrestling. We do. Listen to the one before this. We had a lot of good things. A lot of good things. There was to a say. stretch of like three pay per views that we like. So you know, yeah. go back to those ones. You know, if you need proof. You yeah. Know. You know, WrestleMania six. That was good. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. It was the good old days. You know, I love me some New Japan, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know um, so um, I've procrastinated for eighteen minutes. Let's get on. <laughs> let's do it, man. Yeah, let's, let's get on with the great American Bash. America, the land of the free, home of the brave. American Bash. I hate that intro. <laughs> I mean, nothing like taking one of your top stars and desperately trying to make him a blue collar man of the people. <laughs> oh my god. That was the most American thing I've ever heard. It was very American. <laughs> so American. Very American indeed. But I mean, the set itself gigantic American flag mm -hmm. in the background, a little picnic spot over in the corner. I mean, we'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, this is as America as America can be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can get out. <laughs> uh, yes, Savage, Mach uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Diamond Dallas Page, part two. This is going to be a Falls Count Anywhere match for our main event. No appearance of Hollywood Hogan once again. Yep. Yeah, still being saved for the Big Ten. I don't know. I mean, Great American Bash is one of their, like, big fours, if that's, you want to think about it. Yeah, that's what I thought that this was, like, their biggest show of the year. One of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of the longest, at least, one yeah. of the longest running shows. But apparently Hollywood Hogan has better things to do. <laughs> But be that as it may, uh, just John, yeah, June 15th, 1997, the Mark of the Quad Cities is where we are. Yeah. That's the name of this arena. <laughs> uh, 
the buys. Uh, excuse me. You know what? I'm not. I'm not. Listen, guys. All right. I'm not oh, no, on fine. my usual self. No, today. no, it's fine if okay? you don't want to. But I'm gonna just. I'm no, gonna reverberate cool. back for a second. <laughs> I think right? they, no one's gonna. No, no, no. That. Not all of me is dead because it's time for the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the only joy in these hills tonight. <laughs> I've played God of War Ragnarok recently. This is my Light of Alfheim. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the buy rate, a 0. 0.60, which estimates to 165,000 pay-per-view buys. This is massively up from the previous year's 120,000. The attendance, 9,613 people back in the ring for the live gate of $142,118 and the merchandise sales. <laughs> <laughs> 66,000 smackaroos. I mean, fantastic stuff. Yep. Fantastic stuff. Um, so, I mean, this show is not going to reflect the success of WCW in terms of quality of wrestling, production, and ring work. But what it is reflecting is that they are on the up and up. Mm -hmm. In terms of the ratings, in terms of the gates, in terms of the attendance, they are operating at a, frankly, asinine, unbelievable amount of success. They are pulling in huge numbers, huge profits. So, as much as I goddamn well hate this show, <laughs> they are doing well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, in fact, that we have to take a look at the Would You Rathers. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Monday Night Raw from May 19th. This is post-Slamboree. Okay. <laughs> they pull in a 3.6 rating. In the main event, Steve Austin takes on Jim, the Anvil Nineheart. We are going to be, mm. we are deep right now in the Heart Foundation era of yeah. Monday Night Raw, where they're going back and forth almost on a bi-weekly basis between America and Canada mm. and doing that storyline. Meanwhile, Monday Nitro scoring a 3.1. So, as we remember from last episode, the NBA playoffs were preempting yep, Monday yep. Nitro, so they are operating at a loss. But the main event, Ric Flair versus Six. What would you rather? Well, since I would have been like three at the time, mm. <laughs> and I was a big Stone Cold fan okay. back then, I okay. would have probably, I probably watched this match live. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll go with Stone Cold. Stone and Cold Jim. and Jimmy Nine. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Well, May the 26th, they are back head to head. Mm. Yes, the Monday Night Wars continue. And boy, does it show because Raw pulls in a 2.78, massively down from the 3.6 just a week prior. Mm. Undertaker and Paul Bear have an angle. Mm. Yes, in which Paul Bear says he will reveal The Undertaker's deep, dark secret unless The Undertaker joins Paul Bear once again in their evil misdeeds. <laughs> okay. Yes. Or 
You have Monday Nitro, which is back on top once again with a 3.28 in which Hollywood Hogan and Sting are face-to-face. What would you rather? I'll go Hollywood and Sting. I would as well, yeah, good sir. I would go I Hollywood would as well. Sting. The intrigue of The Undertaker and Paul Bear is exciting. Because, yeah. of course, we know where that is leading. We know what Paul Bear's secret is that he's holding over The Undertaker, but we don't find that out just yet. Yeah. Next week, June the 2nd, Raw pulls in a 2.24. The, uh, <laughs> the ratings are uh, back where they're supposed to be. <laughs> but the uh, main event segment, Undertaker taking on Psycho Sid. Cycle yes, interesting to note that uh, WrestleMania 13, so back in March, mm-hmm. was the last time that Psycho Sid was seen. He disappeared from television. <laughs> he fucked off, took his ball, went home, <laughs> and he returns here. And he will last maybe about two and a half to three weeks before he no-shows again. <laughs> oh my god. Meanwhile, Monday Nitro pulls in a 3.35. Savage, Randy Savage, and J.J. Dillon have an angle in which sets up DDP versus Macho Man 2. What would you rather? I'll go Savage just because I hate Sid. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) And finally, June the 9th, the go-home episode of Monday Nitro, as Raw pulls in a 2.36, the main event, pretty tasty, Brian Pillman taking on Mankind. Never say pretty tasty. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Monday Nitro pulls in a 3.43. Okay. So, my God. And this is The Outsiders. Taking on Flair and Roddy Piper. This goes to a no contest. I stupidly said in the last review that the 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 going short on time and having to fill space with a really crappy brawl and it leads to a huge amount of heat. Mm-hmm. I said that I had taken place last month. It actually took place here. Okay, okay. So, yeah, the the real-life heat is boiling over and spilling over something wicked, so it ends at this tag match, but they go short on time because of miscommunication. They have to brawl, and it's a really sloppy brawl, and it's really crap and a really bad ending for the go-home episode. <laughs> Wait, is this, the, um, is this the one where Nash slaps Piper backstage? Yes. This is it, yes. right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. this is the one. So, uh, yeah, what would you rather? Would you rather Brian Pilgrim? and Mankind, or the Outsiders and Flair and Piper, and all the shenanigans that that comes with. I know I I would probably have more fun with the Piper stuff, but I like Mankind and Pillman, so Mm -hmm. I'll go Brian Pillman and Mankind. I would have to agree with you, sir. Uh, Yeah, Raw is picking up steam with some interesting angles, some interesting stories. We know that Vince Russo is on the book um, uh, over there, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, Nitro as, is, is going as steady. And as we do the Would You Rathers, um, you're starting to see a trend where WWE's kind of, like the main events are starting to, to 
to get more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And now these are kind of starting to get a little tougher yes. to, to pick yeah. which one would I would uh, rather watch. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, all right, so Great American Bash. Let's get into it. The mark of the quads center or cities <laughs> or, or arenas or, or avenues. I think it's cities and arenas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's both. Tony Scipone, mm-hmm. Dusty Rods, and Bobby Herman are on the desk. Uh, for match number one, in which we get Mike Tanaka uh, joining us, and Dusty Rods is taking a back seat for this one. Yeah. Um. So in the most American uh, pay per view that they have the yeah. whole year, mm-hmm. we're starting it off with two Mexicans, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Let's go. As as is necessary. Actually, we have one Japanese dragon. and a Mexican. Yes. Yeah. There yeah, we go. We're, we're multicultural. Uh, yeah. Now I feel like uh, Ted DiBiase. Hey, listen, America is all about multiculturalism, <laughs> even if they don't know what the cultures are. <laughs> listen, I, everything I know about culture, I learned from Ted DiBiase. So I'm sorry if I'm not well informed. It here. was a different time. It was <laughs> the Attitude Era. It was a different time. Right? You can't blame us for the way that we were raised. Right? That's on a previous generation. Psychosis. Oh. <laughs> Taking on Ultimo Dragon, Psychosis has been hired by Sonny Bono to take out Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, uh, Sonny, uh, Sonny and Dragon split, I think, uh, last last month. Uh, last month. Yes, at the Slambury, uh, where he Sonny... kicks him right in the back of the dome. <laughs> yeah, no, by accident, of No, course. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sonny's like, you know what? Uh, someone needs to teach you some respect for leaving me after I hit you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so he, makes perfect sense to me. He hires Sai to teach him some respect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So put some respect on his name. <laughs> Dragon is able to out wrestle Sai in the early goings with the arm drags that send him to the outside. Sai mm-hmm. is able to knock him out of the air with a right hand and taunts right afterwards. And we're going to see that play out throughout the match. That psychosis is a lot more taunting. Yeah, a lot more arrogant with the with the aid of Sonny Bono. Yeah, he's basically working heel this whole match, like just getting all that wonderful heel heat. Absolutely. Psy drops down after during the sequence here, but the dragon is able to fake out and put an elbow drop right to the back of Psy. Also, I I love, love this crowd for this match because mm-hmm. they're going cr- That elbow drop that you just yes. mentioned was a very just regular yeah. elbow drop yeah. to the back. The fucking crowd Yes, the crowd are super (laughs) into Ultimo Dragon, and quite frankly, I think that has to do with the booking, because remember, we're from all the way back in December, November of 96, Mm -hmm, Ultimo mm -hmm. Dragon has been built up as this killer, as this true Japanese star. Yep. And, and he has stayed as such, so, I mean, say what you will, he's stuck in the mid-card with the Cruiserweights and the Cruiserweight title division, but be that as it may, he's one of the strongest characters yeah. on the show, and either es- way. Especially when um when he dropped all the belts, I thought mm-hmm. that might impact his push, because yeah. he looked super badass with all the belts on. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the crowd's been loving him regardless, so that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, Dragon gets on to the top turnbuckle. He does the handstand like he stands on his head, does yeah. the splits to fake him out. Another big pop there. And then uh, Dragon gets off Irish whip into a crucifix backbreaker. Fantastic maneuver. Sai is able to get back on top with a kick to the shoulder. Uh, Sonny then takes the time to kick the hell out of Ultimo Dragon on the outside. 
um, after the dragon misses a crossbody from the inside mm-hmm. to the outside. Sai with a leg drop to the dragon while hung up on the middle rope in a nice guillotine type deal. A mahi straw cradle says Mike Tanay. Uh, gets a two count, though, from Sai. Ultimo nearly suplexes Sonny Ono. Uh, also, there's a funny moment right before the suplex where mm. um, I think it's uh, Sai or Sonny or Ono that spits on Dragon. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Tony was like, is this is this showing respect? Is this, all, is this uh, what respect looks like? And I think it was Bobby that was, yes. that was like, Hey, listen, Japanese people, they have their own <laughs> their own customs. They have their own way of doing things. They have their own way of doing Which things. I thought it was just a great, <laughs> great fucking moment of commentary. Psychosis is able to stop Sonny Ono from getting the suplex. Mm-hmm. Uh, an interesting roll um, where Ultima Dragon is able to roll and roll and send Psychosis all the way up and over to the outside. Very nice. And a wheelbarrow type maneuver. Uh, then a springboard moonsault. The, uh, the Asai moonsault. Yep. Yes. Uh and then back inside the ring, a tombstone power driver by the dragon, but it only gets a two count. And then Psychosis, my god, is able to take Ultima Dragon to the outside. He goes a suicide dive over the top rope, over the top turnbuckle, yep. as in a matter that corner, of fact. Yeah. Yes. With the dragon back in, reversing the moonsault with a drop kick. Uh, excuse me, that is Psychosis that does that mm-hmm. to the dragon. Uh, then we have the Frankensteiner off the top rope when Ultima Dragon regains control. Can you believe? Back and forth action. Sonny Ono with a distraction. Psychosis is able to take advantage, but the Dragon Sleeper by the Dragon is able to be locked in and a tap out, which is a relatively new concept for pro wrestling being introduced here. Yeah. Yes, so that was a good opening match, a fantastic opening match, I would say. Listen, it continues their streak of great opening matches, man. Yes. Like, that's <laughs> one thing about WCW is that their opening and closers are mm-hmm. always fucking amazing. They are quite good. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Backstage to the website area, WCWWrestling.com, as Chris Benoit is being interviewed about his death match rematch against Ming. His death match rematch. Yes, he's he's doing it twice. <laughs> Ming beat him the first time. Chris Benoit, he wants a bit of revenge. Uh-huh. And he doesn't want a deal. But See, the faces of fear. <laughs> Moments like these show me why a WCW <laughs> How can you rematch a death match? Uh, listen. <laughs> the two men survived. <laughs> they lived to fight another day. And in this oh. case, it is about Chris Benoit trying to get through all the levels of the Faces of Fear in order to face Kevin Sullivan next month if mm-hmm. he is able to get past the Ming. Yeah. Moving on to match number two, it is the Steiner Brothers versus Harlem Heat. Now, this is a number one contendership opportunity to the tag team championships. Yeah. Yeah, Scott and Rick Steiner, Booker T, Stevie Ray, with Central Sherry. No. Uh, in the interest of sharing the load. <laughs> just John, how about you take us through this? I got Buck-o. you. I got you. Let me just take a sip of water. All right. You do that. 
All right, let's fucking rock and rumble, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Scott starts off with Stevie Ray, mm-hmm. and Scott quickly takes him down, causing a little pause in the action. They then exchange some big shots before Stevie Ray lands a big boot. When the Steiner brothers come out, they do a high five with each other. Okay. And massive pyro. <laughs> In that moment, because they weren't looking at the crowd, it wasn't a planned spot or anything. It was just they did double high fives, like, ah, come on, let's do And the explosion of pyro. And I'm like, my God, no wonder WCW hemorrhaged money. (laughs) Because they would do shit like this. Everyone was supposed to have pyro at the time, man. Oh, the, God <laughs> they damn. couldn't think of a better way to shoot that to do it. They're like, fuck it, let's just do it on the high five. Oh, let's Lord go. <laughs> mercy. Uh, yes, go ahead, good sir. Uh, yeah, big boot. He tries another big boot, but Scott moves out of the way uh, and lands a suplex. Harlem Heat goes to the outside to regroup, and uh, Steiners come in and do their like dog thing where I think Rick runs around the yep. fucking place barking. Absolutely. I, I, I hate the crowd in 97 because they were... Gets between the legs of Scotty. <laughs> and the crowd starts barking with yeah. them. This was this was, this was the, the only thing I hated about the Steiners. <laughs> I hated that thing. And the fact that they called him the dog face gremlin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, back in the ring, Stevie Ray says uh, he wants Rick. Rick then tags in, but Stevie quickly... Lands uh, some big shots. Uh, Rick then lands a big power slam on Booker T. Uh, Sorry, no, he lands it on Stevie. Booker tries to get into the ring, and Scott hits him with a clothesline. Uh, Booker gets tagged tagged in after, and he says he wants Scott, uh, but Rick says no. Booker has to fight (laughs) him first. Uh, but a second later, he tags in Scott anyway, so it's just like... No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will handle this. <laughs> no. <laughs> you stay in that corner. <laughs> he's like, no, you got to fight me. Yeah. And then Booker's like, all right, I'll fight you. Then he's like, nah, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <Tag> <laughs> uh, Booker and Scott do a, a test of strength, and uh, Scott is about to win. Uh, but Booker T lands a, a kick to the midsection yes. and puts Scott in a in a headlock. Scott tries to uh, Scott tries a back suplex to get out of it. Uh, Booker lands on his feet and puts Scott in a full Nelson, but Scott breaks free again. Uh, the Steiners then do some quick tags and are in control of Booker T. But then Book starts getting some momentum back. Uh, landing a signature sidekick and a clothesline. The Harlem sidekick. <laughs> uh, sends both both of them, uh, sorry, that sends both him and Scott mm-hmm. uh, to the outside. But Indeed. Scott quickly takes back control after throwing Booker T into the barricade. Uh, Rick tries attacking Stevie Ray on the outside, but Stevie lands some big moves on uh, Rick. Uh, now Stevie Ray is in the is in there with uh, Rick, and he lands a high knee on Rick that 
then he distracts the ref so Book can land some cheap shots. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott gets tagged in and he starts cleaning house uh, after Stevie breaks up the pin. Uh, the match starts to break down. All four men in the ring. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, with Rick and Stevie brawling on the outside and Scott has Booker on the top rope. He does. And then he hits the Frankensteiner from the top rope. The match is won. <sighs> then <laughs> <laughs> the match is over. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> then Vincent comes down. Oh, dear. <laughs> and lands an elbow drop on Booker. And the I mean, cost. you're making that sound a lot more smooth than it actually was, because <laughs> because Vincent is out of place not once but three times. He goes to the side of the ring, doesn't get in. He goes to the far end of the ring, opposite the ramp, gets into the ring. Booker is laying. Towards the hard cam. So Vincent has to go from his feet, shoot to the ropes, come back, and deliver one of the sloppiest elbow drops I've ever seen. All of which has to be waited on by Scott Steiner, who at any point... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because Scott was... Was doing his best to like do the whole like, oh, I'm crawling back yeah. into the ring. Mm-hmm. But because it took them so long to hit the move, <laughs> he just looked weird. He just looked there. He's just like trying to get into the ring, but for like five minutes, he's just like, oh, oh no. So you have given that way too much credit, good if sir. Only I can reach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the ref. A disqualification. The ref calls it off. And he gives the victory to Harlem Heat because yeah. Vincent tried to make it seem that he was on the side of the Steiner brothers to because yeah. the whole thing is that the outsiders don't want to fight the Steiner brothers. Yeah, it's rightfully so because he tried to murder them <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but after the match, Steiner brothers beat the shit out of Vincent. They certainly so that's, do. That's nice. Top rope bulldog. Yeah. Poor Vincent. Spit on him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you have to. You have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'm still having a hard time getting into this tag division. I mean, this match was long, brother. Yeah. This match was long. Yeah, like uh, I've, I've been trying to give it time. Maybe it gets better. But so far, I just haven't been able to buy into this Listen, tag division. We're coming up nearly on the end. And, yeah. and it has been quite dull yeah. for a lot of the matches thus far, I would have to say. Match number three sees Conan taking on Hugh Morris. And I know a lot of you out there like in shock, like, oh my God, what's happening? Mm. So basically, they broke up at Slamboree. Yep. And now they've just been like fighting with each other mm. throughout uh, Nitros. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the DOD's revenge. <laughs> the Dungeon of Doom seek revenge on Conan Papi Cholo. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes is back on the desk for this match. As he was for the Steiners versus Harlem Heat, I will say. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's back on the desk for this, and he says that this match is going to be half-style. It's going to be half-style, baby. 
It's all about it, you know. We got the Dungeon of Doom. We got Coman's. And Coman's has been wanting to fly on his own. He <laughs> want to be flying on his own. But the Dungeon of Doom, especially that Hugh Morris, he doesn't want him to be flying on his own. This is going to be revenge match, baby. Hey, how good you're impressing <laughs> Holy shit. It's going to be hostile. Oh, um, my God. Yes. So Conan, in the early goings, he leaps over Hugh Morris, does a rollback, only to get drop kicked in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He does all of that fancy, flashy stuff and gets drop kicked in his face. Ridiculous. A rolling clothesline by the K-Dog, so he's able to recover. Um, as this match goes on, my mind literally went numb. (laughs) (laughs) I I gave this match like a good like minute to like reel me in. And I was just, I just didn't care. I was watching sloppiness. (laughs) I was watching the crowd die a death. A death. After being on fire for the first two matches. And... I wish to tell you a story because I think I've pinpointed exactly why I had died such a death. (laughs) Okay. Because as my mind went numb, I went back into the recesses of my subconscious to 10-year-old me. Okay. And I've come to the realization that although the idea of the shades of gray of characters, you know, not face, not heel, we're shades okay, of gray, okay. we're shades of, is cool. I am a man that thinks it is most effective to just have baby faces and heels. Because in this match, there are no baby faces and heels. They are both heels. Yeah. Or they both, or we don't care about either one of them, or it's unclear. Yeah, yeah. And I went back into the mind to 10-year-old me, and the first thing that I came to, once I came to that realization of the baby faces and the heels, was a segment involving Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. Okay. And Muhammad Hassan and Davari. This was in 2005, Monday Night Raw. They were having a debate. Okay. About Muhammad Hassan saying, you know, oh, America's the shits and is awful and booze and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And he had massive heat. And I remember as a kid, I sat there, I was watching the segment, and it comes to the point where Jim Ross is like, if you don't like it, you better by God leave. <laughs> <laughs> and Muhammad Hassan and Davari proceed to beat the shit out of Jerry Lawler <laughs> and Jim Ross. Like, they... They beat the piss out of him. Okay. And I remember as a kid, I wept. (laughs) I was weeping, like more so than I had wept for anything. Like I had never cried so much in my life for Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I thought to myself, I'm like, I was so hyped up for New Year's resolution that year. Not for the Elimination Chamber match. Not for the fact that they were going to Puerto Rico. (laughs) But 
for Jerry Lawler versus Muhammad Hassan. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and as I returned to the present day and I'm watching Great American Bash, I'm like, I need that type of wrestling in my life again. <laughs> Okay, okay, I see it. I see where you were going with it. Okay, okay. Because the crowd is so dead. And the thing is, is that even Dusty, at the at the closing moments of the match, he's like, this match has been loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going on for so long. And yeah. it's only nine minutes. Because the thing with this match, I feel like it, it wouldn't have mattered if there was a face reveal in this one. <laughs> Because no one, just no one gave a shit. No. Like, it doesn't matter what those two were, were bringing to the table. Yeah. No one cared about the Dungeon of Doom storyline no. in the first place. No. They did that whole split up. No one cared about, like, the two, like, members that no one cared about. Exactly. in the Like, what the fuck does that? Like, there's no purpose for this match. There's <laughs> no purpose. This has no business. Being on the pay-per-view if, card. If this if this was on a, a nitro, I would be like, okay, they it, needed to they needed to pull this off. But, Might as well be on a nitro. Oh man, I wouldn't even go that far. This should be on a Saturday night. <laughs> this should be on a main event. This should be on a worldwide. <laughs> this should be on WCW Pro. This should be on like a tier dark match. D. <laughs> yeah, this has no business, none whatsoever. Yeah. Because Conan. Conan is not good. He's not good. The only reason that he is here and has such longevity is because he had connection to AAA. So mm -hmm. all the connection mm -hmm. to the Mexican wrestlers for WCW, he was the connector. Mm -hmm. But he came as a caveat, and he's not good. <laughs> yeah. There were five rest holds in this match. Five. At one point, Hugh Morris gets on a leg lock, but he's bending the knee in the direction that the knee is supposed to bend. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the only thing that Conan knows how to do is to just do a roll. He can just roll and yeah, he'll yeah, hit yeah. you with something. He'll roll and do a drop kick or he'll roll and do a clothesline. That's fucking it. <laughs> so after nine minutes and even um, Dusty Rhodes is exhausted. <laughs> yeah. The tequila sunrise gets locked on and Hugh Morris, Hugh Morris doesn't even tap. He's knocked out because he was planted face first on the padded Turnbuckle, John. It was padded. <laughs> Last month, or excuse me, two months ago, it took Rick Steiner six unprotected turnbuckle shots for Kevin Nash to just get heat, not the win. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Listen. And then, after Conan gets the win, what do we do? We cut to the rampway for mean, <laughs> black god Gene, and I'm like, okay, fantastic, fantastic. Oh we're gonna god. get, we're gonna get mean Gene. <laughs> we're gonna get mean Gene with an excellent interview of somebody 
Yeah, we're going to get a great interview. Mean Gene always knows how to lighten up the show. Yeah. Yeah. He starts by plugging the WCW hotline, saying that there is a new uh, character that is upset with his with his job elsewhere. But we can't reveal it now. You have to call on the hotline. And that's one of the actual stories that's actually true. It's not just bullshit. Mm-hmm. More on that later. But who is he bringing out? It's a public enemy. <laughs> I forgot you hated that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This stretch might have been hell for you then, <laughs> because when once you look at what match comes up next, it was an awful, awful hour of television. <laughs> so the fucking public enemy came out with a table, mm-hmm. and they set up this table, and they order Mean Gene to sit on it. And then they both sit on it, side by side, and they proceed to cut the most nonsensical, rambling, bullshit promo, where the only thing that they have to say is that Harlem Heat shouldn't be number one contenders, we should be number one contenders. I figured out that apparently they're former tag champs, I didn't know that. Because for some reason they were like a thing in like the 90s, it was fucking weird. Jesus Christ, and I just, I just can't deal with Rocco Rock's voice and Johnny but, Grunge's only catchphrase. <laughs> but the good thing is, after all that bullshit, uh-huh. comes match number four. Yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. what's the match number four? Because <laughs> the first thing that I wrote down was, fuck's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> so after all that chaos, we get Glacier versus Rat. <laughs> With Mortis handcuffed to, to the ring. I am being drugged further to hell with each passing minute. I'm telling I've told you this a hundred times. WCW's middle part of their pay-per-view is always fucking it has terrible. Never been this bad. It has never been this bad. This is the thing. Third pay-per-view in a row oh, God. <laughs> to feature Mortis and Wrath and Glacier. Yeah. So yes, Mortis. Oh. <laughs> Listen. Mortis is going to be handcuffed to ringside. Yeah. James Vandenberg is not. So James Vandenberg is still free. Yes. <laughs> so what are you accomplishing? Mortis is handcuffed. <laughs> What do you mean? But he's handcuffed. He's handcuffed to the turnbuckle. Yeah. It's not like he's handcuffed to the railing, like away from ringside where he can't possibly interfere. Because guess what he does, John? No, no. Because you see, you're, you're missing the point. He's handcuffed outside of the ring. Come on. But what, your... is, what does he do, John? Use your head. What does he do about four minutes into this match? He chirps the leg of Glacier. <laughs> How are they supposed to prepare for that? Mortis is just too cunning. <laughs> They've done everything to stop him and they can't. What I like about WCW at the moment is that Dusty Rhodes is not on the desk again. So they've taken Dusty off of the desk. Mike Tanay is back on the I desk. I you would have popped a fucking blood vessel. Yeah. Because it's not the four-man booth anymore. They are sticking to a three-man formula. So no matter what, only three men are on the desk. I like that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that instead of four, five, ten men on a desk. <laughs> so 
Glacier is trying to get away from Raph and the power game. He's trying to use the kicks. He's trying to use the speed, mm. but Glacier is shit. So what ends up happening is he goes for a claw. <laughs> he goes for a crossbody over the top rope to the floor. A super kick by Glacier to Raph, and Raph's head hits the railing. But he recovers very quickly. Also, I know he's supposed to be, apparently, according mm. to his resume, yes. he was some martial artist. Yes. I hate his super kick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know what it is, but his super kick just doesn't look it's, right. It's garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. Um, yeah, so that happens. Raph gets thrown into the the steps head first, back into the ring. Um, so James Vandenberg at this point says, there's too much on the line. There's too much on the line. What is on the line? Too much. In this match. <laughs> too much. What are the stakes? Look at me. What are the stakes? <laughs> because I'm begging for somebody to have the answers that I don't have. <laughs> Momentum. Wrath. <laughs> uh. Needs to get his foot on the rope to break up a pin. Wrath. <laughs> oh my god. A power bomb turned into a stun gun. The only decent move in the match thus far. Okay. Uh, this is by Wrath. Mm-hmm. Then Wrath drops out of a running crossbody, so Glacier goes tumbling to the floor. A senton from the apron by Wrath. This is Wrath. A monster big man that should be using power and not a sloppy looking senton off the apron. Knees by Glacier. (laughs) To block a splash from Wrath. And then a superplex, which is the biggest move of a match and not a peep can be heard from the audience. That have just had to sit through Conan and Hugh Morris and the public enemy. Mortis looks to distract, but ends up getting knocked down. So he's handcuffed, but can still manage to get up onto the apron. Yeah. Let's make that clear. Listen, they weren't prepared for how cunning he was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not his fault. Mortis then looks to throw a chain while James Vandenberg distracts Nick Patrick in order to try and get the key to the handcuffs. Um, So Mortis overshoots. He throws it too high, and it goes over Wrath and Glacier. Glacier grabs the chain, punches Wrath in the face, and then delivers the sloppiest superkick, which isn't even caught on camera. (laughs) Even the cameraman didn't (laughs) fuck about this. And Glacier wins. Yeah, but uh, and my favorite moment from this match comes right after it finishes because Wrath mm-hmm. and Mortis then start beating the shit out of Glacier. That's right. That's right. And the way it's set up, everyone in the crowd is waiting for someone to come rescue <laughs> Glacier. Yeah. Even what? I'm what? like, who's going to come out? And I'm like, oh, maybe it's Ernest the karate Miller. guy. Yeah. 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 Who, who's going to save Glacier? No one comes no. out. They just keep beating the shit out of him for yeah. like two minutes, and uh, then just walk off. I'm like, what the fuck was I'm that? Like, oh my god! I'm like, I'm like, okay, 
finally this is going to wake everyone up. Mm. Some shenanigans are about to happen. <laughs> nope. Just a straight beat down yeah. for two minutes. Handcuff Glacier and beat his ass. They beat his ass. And it still doesn't wake the crowd. Not Nothing. at all. Not at all. Literally, though, you can see people in the crowd like looking to the stage. Like, yeah. Is someone something? Is anyone? It, someone supposed to come up yeah. here? No. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, match number five. A women's title match. As Akira Hokuto defends her championship against Medusa, who is putting her career on the line. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you don't know about the year 1997 in WCW, then this is a fine match. Mm-hmm. This is a good match. Yeah. Now, if you know what happens after this match <laughs> to the women's division, mm-hmm. then this might be just another depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> even as I saw Akira Hokuto emerge from the entranceway, looking like an absolute supervillain, mm-hmm. I still couldn't give a shit because I had been beaten down (laughs) so much by the last 30 minutes of WCW TV that I saw her and I'm just like, and then I heard that Medusa put her career on the line and I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Where is this coming from? Uh, So she puts her career on the line, apparently. Yeah. Akira Hokuto with the classics, choking, working over the crowd. Um, They're super into the match, so the crowd have lit up again a little bit. They are happy for Medusa. USA chants ringing throughout the audience. They're very into Medusa. Akira uses the ropes and pulls the hair. Um, It does it about six, seven times. Every time the ref counts to five, she counts with him, (laughs) lets her go, and then pulls the hair back again. Follows that up with a massive paddle driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medusa fires up with some second rope drop kicks. One, two, and three. Uh, but a suplex by Akira, who regains control. Hokuto just choking the heck out of Medusa. <laughs> just <laughs> resorting to the choking game. Uh, grabs hold of her leg, tries to go for a heel hook type deal. Uh, but um, Medusa gets to the rope, so she just bites her foot. <laughs> Hokuto's <laughs> offense is one of the most unique offenses i've ever seen it's tremendous <laughs> in wrestling where yes. everything's just so violent yeah it's like i just need to get a hold of it's you just aggressive if i can get a hold of you i can do something yes <laughs> and that's all that she needs uh, medusa with a spin kick and then kicks to fight back medusa with a top rope axe handle medusa fucks up her knee there on the landing uh, and she starts really selling this knee, yeah. and she does great work from here on out with the knee selling. Uh, very convincing. Um, Akira then gets immediately a surfboard stretch. Yeah. Standing on her knees, doing anything she can. Um, a serious powerbomb by Medusa. Uh, and then her selling, as I say, very, very good. But then Akira is able to slap on a heel hook. Like lightning fast, able to slap on a heel hook, but um, Medusa gets out of that. Um, then misses a drop kick to a German suplex by Medusa, but Ono is able to break up the pin by pulling the knee. Yeah, <clears throat> Akira then just starts stepping on her knees. <laughs> Stop stepping on her. So much so that Medusa has to grab her by both legs and just 
pull her <laughs> down. It looks so sloppy, but it's so good. But that that's the thing. It was sloppy, yeah. but it was the type of sloppy that elevates yeah. the match because it, it just seems so brutal. Yeah. A slam from the top rope. Uh, Medusa gets the knees up. Uh, Brain Buster by Akira. And that should be it. And it is. <laughs> Medusa loses her career, apparently. Yes. And to add some insult to injury, Akira Hokuto goes over to the knee and just bites her. <laughs> Post-match. For no reason. Yeah, so uh, Medusa loses her career. Mm -hmm. And after that, women's division goes bye-bye. Mm. Um, but this is honestly... If I had to rank it, probably yeah. in my top five women's matches. It's a really good match. This is such a good fucking match. It's a great match. It's a, yeah. it's really, really good. Especially with the whole career on the line. I thought some shenanigans were going to happen at the end, but a clean finish. Mm. Just this, I love this match. Yes. I really, really love this match. Yes. Uh, I will tell you that Medusa is back in the ring in two months. Uh, match number six. <laughs> Wrestlers don't retire, you know that. <laughs> Match number six. Oh, I should number say. Five. Uh, no, 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 we're on to number six. But before we leave number six, uh, number five, excuse me, uh, Mean Gene comes down to the ring mm -hmm. and says, uh, your career is toast. Oh, it's yeah. Kaputz. It's done and over with. It's dead and buried. doctors were taking her out. Yeah. Right. Do you have any words? Is, is your career truly over? What are you going to do now? <laughs> And Medusa just says, not right now. <laughs> Swats the thing. Oh, mean Gene Oakland is a savage. <laughs> Listen, he won't go into the ring, but he's fucking hilarious. An absolute savage. Uh, I should also point out that Luscious Lee Marshall was on the desk. Mm, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. For, that, for that women's match. And he Thanos is away as Dusty Rhodes returns to the desk. <laughs> I wonder if, if they like went to the back... Each time, you know, like if Dusty Rhodes had to get up and leave, or if he just slid over. <laughs> no, I'm pretty Went sure. To the picnic area? No, no, I'm pretty sure he goes to the back. <laughs> or they probably have like a little area there, like right beside them. You just have to sit there quietly. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes all by himself. Piece of shit. <laughs> Not Dusty. Oh, but the surroundings. I was like, why did. Dusty, catch no, a string. I love Dusty. Okay. I love Dusty, baby. It's a matter of revenge. It's half style. <laughs> what match number is it? <laughs> match number six. Yeah, you sure? <laughs> yeah? Oh, my God. You positive? I'm not good with numbers. Uh -huh. what, what match is it? Chris Benoit. It's the rematch of the death match. That's right. Yeah. It's the death match rematch. <laughs> or no, what, what do they call it? The retake death match or I, some shit? I have no idea. They, they had some stupid slogan yeah. for it. I think it was like the retake or some yeah. shit. <laughs> death match dos. <laughs> Benoit versus The Ming. Yes. Uh, yes, in order for Benoit to get to Kevin Sullivan, he must go through all the faces of fear. Jimmy Hart said you must deal with the Barbarian, and he did that on Nitro. You must now rematch with Ming, and if you can do that, you get Kevin Sullivan. So here we go. 
As soon as Ming comes out, a suicide dive right over the top rope, like right out the gate. <laughs> like no time wasted. Chris Benoit is there. He chases off uh, Jimmy Hart all the way to the back, brawling in and out. I love it. I love that start. That's yeah. a chaotic start. Listen, he was not wasting time. <laughs> That's how you should start every match Absolutely. where someone's trying to kill you. Just yes. go straight Just for it. Just fucking fly right at I love him. It. There was no no time to waste. Tries for a suplex to the outside, and I mean, he kind of gets it. Chris Benoit tries to suplex Ming, but mm. Ming kind of like takes it as softly as he possibly could. Like he grabs okay. hold of the top rope, hits ass first on the apron, and then takes the bump to the floor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ming catches Chris on the top and takes him down. Spine buster by Ming. Top rope splash by the Ming. Mm. German suplexes trying to keep Ming down, but he keeps getting up. Ming forces an atomic drop with pure power. He just grabs all the Benoit and he's like, you are going up. <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. Um, the death grip, the Tongan death grip is on and it could be over. But Chris Benoit throws himself out over the top rope, mm. and he is hanging there with Ming with a tongue and death grip, and he oh, has shit. to release it. Chris Benoit is down on the floor, uh, a chop fest on the outside. Uh, back into the ring, there's a bit more uh, chopping, there's a bit more fighting back and forth, throwing punches, throwing kicks. Uh, Chris Benoit is then out of nowhere able to put on the cross face for the first time. The crossface comes on. Ming will not give up. Ming gets out of the first crossface. They battle a bit more. Ming gets put back into the crossface. Ming is in the crossface for an eternity, like a solid two and a half to three minutes. Ming just will not die, but Chris Benoit is not letting go. Ming passes out. Chris Benoit has won the deathmatch rematch. He will be taking on Kevin Sullivan at a future date. Love it. It was a good match. Yeah. It was a perfectly good match. <laughs> uh, I think it was better than the last one. Uh, I think because it was just those two, there was no outside interference. Yeah. yeah. There was no woman at ringside. Which, no is, Jimmy Hart. which is rare, especially yes. for this feud, because I feel like every match has been some exactly. sort of shenanigans. Yeah, we got the horseman. We got Someone the dungeon. Kidna kidnapped or something. Yeah. There's always some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris Benoit at this point is uh, a member of the four horsemen by name only because he is not anywhere with them. Mm -hmm. No Flair, mm -hmm. no Mongo, no Jared. Everybody's kind of splintered off into their own shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Benoit is a man unto himself. Well, now Steve is in a greater pastures. You know, now he's main yeah. of almost basically main eventing. Basically you know? main event. Yeah. You know, co-main event people are here mm -hmm. to see Mongo. Yes, and indeed, in in Mongo spirit, <laughs> match number seven. Yes. Ah, God. Mon Steve McMichael's versus Mongo. Kevin Green. Um. <sighs> So let's this. see how he does this time, because he had a shitty footballer last month. Let's have him do it again. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another one in the series of Steve McMichaels versus old, retired NFL players. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, what, two matches before the main event? So this yeah. is... Prime time, baby. This is a prime this, spot. This is a prime this spot. This is where you want to be. Um... Ask Kevin Green. Ask Kevin Green. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> gets in the ring. 
He blasts Mongo with a drop kick and follows that up by immediately jumping on top of him and just landing punches uh, from full mount, which, again, that is how you're supposed to start a match. Love the chaotic pace so far. John. <laughs> I enjoy this match. What do you want me to do? You enjoyed this? <laughs> this was all right. It wasn't terrible. Listen, oh. once you sit through Glacier and Wrath and Conan and Hugh Morris, I've had one match in the last hour and a half <laughs> that I even moderately enjoyed. And I got smacked in the face like I was being hit by a bus by Mongo and Kevin Green. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been a tough stretch. Mm-hmm. And we gotta just find diamonds in the rough, man. Yeah, I'm not finding this- them here, brother. <laughs> This but is you, one that, that people are going to look back on. <laughs> you sell me on this match. You sell it to me, okay, buddy. Listen, all right. And did it, didn't that start, like, get you hyped already? All I saw, <laughs> all I saw was a man come out to a lukewarm reception because Kevin Green is not over in this territory and then mount a man who doesn't sell very well and rolls to the outside. (laughs) That's what I saw. Uh, Well, what did you see? Because he's just the fucking (laughs) apple of your eye, apparently. It's Mungo McMichael. (laughs) Along with the Jeff Jarrett's and Brutus Beefcakes of the world, you're you're assembling quite the Survivor Series team. I like bad wrestling. <laughs> you are assembling quite the team. Oh, you sh- you 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 would have been so embarrassed of me if you saw my reaction to Jeff Jarrett oh, returning on it. God, <laughs> you would have been sick of me. Come on. <laughs> I, I when he came back, I reacted. And I'm like, oh, Kenny, Kenny would have been so disappointed in me. <laughs> I certainly would have, um, no doubt about it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Greenland's a flying forearm, forearm, yeah. and again uh, goes for punches from the full mount. <laughs> uh, Mongo then goes to the outside to regroup. Uh, Green then gets on the on the ropes and starts trash talking Mongo, mm-hmm. and Mongo pulls him down from the top rope. <laughs> Mongo's <laughs> Mongo then sees Kevin Green's family at ringside. Hey. And he brings uh, Kevin Green over, and he starts stalking smack to uh, Kevin Green's mom. Yeah. And <laughs> Kevin Green's mom smacks the shit out of Mongo. With the purse. With her purse, which I think has a brick in it, because yeah. it knocks Mongo out. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Bobby the Brain, with the call of the night, he says that that was, <laughs> was cheap shot. Gertie Gertrude Gertie Green <laughs> Cheap Shot Gertie Green <laughs> Listen, this was a fucking mess. Uh Mongo <laughs> manages to land a neck breaker. Uh Green then lands a Luthes press. Uh sloppy ass Luthes press. <laughs> Luthes would be so disappointed to see what wrestling has become. <laughs> Uh, Mongo lands a tilt the world backbreaker. And, and when he does, my computer gave up. <laughs> my computer lost connection and broke down. I had to restart. But 
I, when I saw it, I was like, you know what? I give Kevin Green props because I would have never agreed to having, <laughs> to having Steve McMichaels try that move on me. I don't care how many months he has wrestling. Mm-hmm. You're not pulling that move off on me. Months. He has months of pro experience. <laughs> yeah, so, so I give I give uh, Green props for that because yeah. no way. No way I'm letting Mongo pull that shit off on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he did it. Uh, he did it. He did uh, it. His Mon- knee completely buckled and destroyed <laughs> itself upon impact, but he did it. <laughs> Listen, uh, Mongo then puts Green in one of the worst looking ankle locks I've ever seen. What like a surprise. It, <laughs> it wasn't even an ankle. You can't mm. physically call it an ankle lock. Mm. Because he doesn't even twist the ankle. He's yeah. just kind of like holding on yeah. to his feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an ankle twist. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're midway through the match. Am I selling you so far? Are you are you with me on this journey? like four minutes. <laughs> this match feels like it's gone on for 20. It's been four minutes. <laughs> okay, all right. So I feel like I, I haven't done enough. Okay, so... No, you can, I can safely say you have not. <laughs> well, the Mongol then lands some shots in the corner, but Green lands a drop kick while holding on to the ropes, and Mongol does the worst fall. <laughs> oh, God. He falls so awkwardly back after the drop kick. Like he leaves his feet and just goes numb <laughs> mid-air. It's, it's actually super impressive to see. <laughs> and I'm having the time of my life so far. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Green hits a top rope shoulder tackle. Uh, he goes for the pin, but Mongo manages to get his foot on the ropes. Green then lands a clothesline that sends Mongo over the top rope. This tedium must continue. <laughs> Green then slams Mongo on the outside, and then Deborah pret- pretends to uh, help out Green and see, she, like checking up on him. Yes. But Green's like, "Hey, I'm not falling for your tricks. Yes. Yes. None of none of your holery." Uh, Green then goes for the the football tackle thing that he does in the corner, but Mongo moves out of the way. Then Deborah gets on the apron to distract the ref, and Jarrett comes down with, with the briefcase. <laughs> he is about to hit Green with the with the briefcase, but Green pulls Mongo in, <laughs> and Jeff accidentally hits Mongo, and Green picks up the win. And at the end. Uh, Kevin Green goes to hug his mama, goes to hug a cheap shot, <laughs> Gertie Green. Oh, Mercifully, this was this such is a over. fun match, but this was such a fun match. I cannot believe you. <laughs> I cannot. This is believe you. This is sports entertainment, baby. Dean Malenko isn't on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Almost choked. <laughs> Listen, this this is what I needed. I needed a pick me up, and this match delivered. This match delivered. 
<laughs> oh, man. The semi-main event, <laughs> in which features the Outsiders defending the Tag Team Championships against the legend and the icon, Rick Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Now, uh, yes, it is the tag team title match. Tony, as the Outsiders make their way to the ring, talks about the real-life heat that is going on between these two teams. Yeah. He is like full on. He's like, there has been a lot of animosity inside the ring and outside the ring. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> and I am actually going to play for us all here. The shoot promo that Kevin Nash does on the nitros leading up to this. It oh, is actually, yeah, yeah. it is one of the best shoot promos that I've ever seen, uh, ever heard Fantastic, and I'm going to play it here. All right. Have you guys hold it down? We can get this done real quick. Last week, Roddy Piper came out here and said that he had laid asphalt and cut down trees. He called the NWO a bunch of morons and stupid and what have you. Well, Piper, let me tell you something. Coming from a guy that if he had one last synapse, fired in his brain, he'd be in a coma. I don't think too much about that. When I came into this business seven years ago, I looked down the road that you guys paid for us. I saw nothing but potholes. You guys came into the business, you strip-minded, you took what you could get out of it, and you left the young guys behind you nothing. WCW was nothing but a bunch of guys pushing their sons. If you didn't have a dad in the business, you couldn't even get an opportunity. Scott Hall was here. I was here. Scott Hall was ready to become a superstar. Hey, I was a little green. But Scott Hall was ready to become a superstar. And you know what you did? He worked for a year. He proved himself. He cut his salary. So he went elsewhere. We went to New York. That's right. We went to New York. And what did we find when we got there? That's right. Stayed all night. Danced a little longer. Party time. When we got there, there wasn't no party. Just punishment for the guys trying to dig the business out of the funk. Two guys left it in. Wow. I right. Well, we where I come from, which ain't too far from here, south side of Detroit. You don't give respect. You don't give respect. You better beat respect out of me, boys. And that right there makes God me put Kevin Nash as one of the top promo guys of of the nineties. Easy. Holy shit. Yes. That was a good one. He unloads. And it continues. There's about five, six solid minutes of him just just burying the butt. Jesus out of these guys, but he does it very eloquently and he yeah, yeah. does it like logically as well. Like it, it actually makes sense. Yeah. Because like, when you see the NWO, it's like the cool guys and, and like the, 
that's the aesthetic they're trying to push. But this was like really well said and all yeah. that shit. Like, yeah, and it and it makes sense. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the the WCW did do those things. WCW did push the the kids, Eric Watts, Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And yeah, when they got to the WWF, it was during the scandal. When all the major stars fucked off yeah. and either left and went to movies or left and went to WCW. Like, yeah, they, these things did happen. And his, his his thing about Scott Hall, too. Like, remember back in those days, like, there was no one more over than, than fucking Scott Hall. Yeah, and Scott was Hall like, was ready for the game mm-hmm. and, and it couldn't be done. And mm-hmm. they, they made themselves stars. And then, yeah coming over so it, it made perfect sense so after listening to that i was actually quite excited for this match hallelujah i was excited <laughs> for something in this godforsaken wasteland uh and so yeah scott hall starts out with rick flair mm-hmm. in the ring here hall is able to knock down flair early but flair gets back up he's starting to throw the fists and chops a flinty uh, but uh, Hall is able to deliver an Irish whip, sending Ric Flair up and over the turnbuckle. He runs right into a Kevin Nash big boot on yeah. the apron. Six then pulls the leg of Ric Flair and Scott Hall with a clothesline. Nash gets tagged in, and oh yes, it's the Nash Corner Special, five ninety nine <laughs> every day. The corner of the punches, the knees, the elbows, the Irish whip, the sidewalk slam done and done. what a great <laughs> night's work boys uh, lunch. it's been four minutes rick flair is taking heat and the commentary is acting like he's been in there for 45 minutes <laughs> a low blow by the nature boy rick flair and he's able to get the tag into roddy piper who is still super over even though he's not been working with Hogan anymore, he's kind of been stuck here with the Wolf Pack, which is, is not necessarily a demotion, but it's just interesting to see of all the people in this match, Ric Flair, or excuse me, Roddy Piper is the most over, yeah. not even Ric well, Flair. Well, I think that also has to do with the fact that there was no, well, there was dirt sheets back then, but mm. it wasn't as accessible as it is now. Yes. Because I feel if maybe people knew some of the backstage mm. shenanigans. Yes. The pop wouldn't have been. Might not be too fond of <laughs> yeah. a rowdy one. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Eye pokes and a sleeper to Scott Hall. Uh, six out of nowhere, landing a side kick to the back of uh, a spin kick, excuse me, to the back of uh, Rowdy Piper. Flair then goes on the attack to the outside of six, takes him all the way to the backstage. Ric Flair is out of here. Rowdy Piper is all by him lonesome. Yeah. Uh, Roddy Piper looks for the tag. He realizes that he's all alone. He's trying his best to fight off the two-on-one advantage, fighting for his life. He's saying, bring it on to Scott Hall, who's laying in with the right hands and the big fists of fire, slapping him in the back of the head, treating him like absolute dog shit. And then finally, Piper fighting out of the corner. He's hitting Nash. He's hitting Hall. He's doing whatever he can. He goes for the Irish whip. It gets reversed. Piper into the corner, and Nash nails him from behind with in the back of the or excuse me, Hall nails Piper in the back of the head and a big boot by Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash then calls Hall. Get on in here, big champ. And Hall <laughs> obliges. He gets in there, an outsider's edge. And the two-on-one advantage game is too much. Roddy Piper loses clean right in the center of the ring Mm -hmm. to the outsider's edge. Scott Hall pins him, no less. 
Scott Hall. Fantastic stuff. What did you think of the tag match, my friend? Uh, it was it was weird. Mm. It was weird because, uh, like I I don't I don't get the whole Ric Flair, uh, getting so distracted that he beats Six all the way out. Like mm. if there had to be a better way to give them a clean win over mm. them without making Ric Flair just seem like a dumbass, basically for. Yeah. Just leaving his tag partner, yeah. you know, and then there's like I think commentary was trying to like clean it up and be like, oh, he might probably got jumped by the NWO. Yeah, that's, that's what they were trying to say. And it's that, like, mm-hmm. well, you have cameraman for everything else. Like, why don't you just show that? Like, <laughs> if they would have shown that, then I would have taken this a bit better because I'd yeah. be like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah. the fact that he just didn't come back and we didn't see anything about it. Mm-hmm. It just and then it was basically a handicap match. Exactly. Like it was still it was still pretty cool, but yeah. I just would have liked a better explanation for the whole Ric mm-hmm. Flair thing. Yeah. The only thing that I had trouble with was again, like this match goes ten minutes and they act like Piper and Flair have been in there a war to end all wars. Yeah, like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were not even sweating yet. No. Like, was... And Piper is supposed to look like. I'm not fucking afraid of you. And it's been like six minutes, yeah. man. Like, come on. <laughs> and if, and that's the thing too. If they would have extended the match a little bit and yeah. had Flair last a little bit longer before they do that spot, yeah. giving it like a genuine feel, like okay, damn, Piper, Piper's too tired. But it was like he got hit with like one big move, yeah. and then Ric Flair left. Like yeah. he could have recovered. I mean, I I know that this show is nearly three hours long, but I can tell you one thing. I know of a few matches that could have been cut for time. (laughs) (laughs) Conan and Hugh Morris. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, that could have definitely Mm -hmm. taken the axe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The entire hour could have taken the axe. (laughs) (laughs) I would much rather have watched a Ric Flair, Roddy Piper... Versus Outsiders match that goes 30 minutes rather than any of the matches that I saw in the last hour. Right. Main event time. <laughs> Macho Man versus Diamond Dallas Page. It is a false count anywhere match in the main event. And as I look on the horizon, I can see my mom and my dad saying, just come home, son. You're almost there. Just come on. We've almost made it to the end of this one. <laughs> Macho Man comes out first with Miss Elizabeth. He looks so cool, and I hate to say that, but he just looks so damn cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Kimberly is up at the top of the ramp. She makes the sign of the diamond. Yeah. And Diamond Dallas Page, our blue-collar hero. A guy for the people. Yes, our red-blooded American. Attacks from behind. (laughs) Uh, Macho Man is able to escape the diamond cutter early. They go to the outside. A flying crossbody over the top rope by Paige. He hurts his ribs here because he's going through the point where he's constantly injured. And he's going to be wearing this tape for the next, I don't know, 10 years of his career. (laughs) 
So it takes time to heal from rib injuries. Man. That's right. That's right. Back inside the ring, Paige with a top rope clothesline, but Macho is able to take Paige into the crowd and uses the rail to his advantage. Battling through the crowd, some crowd brawling here, which is unusual for WCW. Uh, but does become a very, very common thing for the main event in the WWF and WCW in the yeah. next year and two years to come. So they're quite uh, innovative at this moment, our yeah. Macho Man and Diamond Dallas Page, so that's good. Uh, Page gets a crutch out of nowhere. Uh, nails Macho Man with it. More crowd brawling and into the steps as they come back over. Um, Savage is able to throw Page into the uh, steps ribs first. Uh, powder in the hand of the Macho Madness and throws it into the eyes of Paige. And then he takes a uh, plate, a Diamond Dallas Page plate that had been spray painted. A plate? It looked like a plate. Could have been a hubcap. Could have been a could have been a piece of glass. <laughs> okay. It was black and it had DDP spray painted on yeah, it. Yeah. Looked like a plate. Right, well, we'll go with plate. I don't know what it is either. So Let's just... discuss the possible <laughs> China. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just surprised because I didn't know what it was. So I was like, was it a plate? I'm just trying to think back. Uh, let's go a plate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to fight Could have been a well-preserved block of ice. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight you on this one. I'm just as confused. Uh, just... Well, I mean, are you gonna go with me or not? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I told you, I'm okay with the plate idea. Right. It seems logical. I am not in the mood. <laughs> I mean, the plate seems logical. You've I'm already betrayed me once by not telling me about this show. I am not in a fucking mood for your shenanigans. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it looks like a plate. I'll this go is with not a fucking debate. <laughs> I'll go with plate. Let's go. <laughs> so he hits so him with a plate. He hits him with a plate. He smashes <laughs> it over his face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Macho Man rips the support tape off of Diamond Ellis Page's ribs and starts working over the midsection. Macho then punches out Mickey J and power drives him for no reason. The referee is out. <laughs> yeah, the ref got too close to Macho Man. Macho Man right. is like, hey, hey, hey. Page, Page fights back with a headbutt. Referee uh, number two gets taken out as well as he comes in. Um, Diamond Dallas springs into life with a second wind. Macho Man versus the ref is the feud I didn't know That's, I needed. Yeah, it's it's and he's it's all tiny refs. <laughs> Any refs? It's all tiny care. referees. It's if you wonderful. wear stripes, he wants to beat you up. Yes, he'll kill you. Uh, Diamond springs into life with a second wind, only to get a big boot and a clothesline by Macho Man Randy Savage to the outside. Uh, Kim gets grabbed, but Nick Patrick runs down to make the save to Kimberly. Fighting up the entrance way now, and they go into the picnic area. And uh, yeah, they're destroying the picnic area. Diamond Dallas Page I smashes him with a barbecue, and I soot just, goes everywhere. I just love before that barbecue spot, like mm. when they first get into the picnic area, <laughs> you can just hear Dusty from the moment they get into the picnic area. Dusty's just screaming, Behind you, <laughs> there's a barbecue. <laughs> Hit him with the barbecue. Use the barbecue. Hit him with that barbecue. And I can see like, it over there. He's like, behind you, just turn around. Just turn around and grab the barbecue. <laughs> a body slam through the table, through the picnic table that's there. Yeah. 
The barbecue does, in fact, get used. Back into the ring, the face plant pile driver thing by Diamond Dallas Page, mm-hmm. the flatliner, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Savage is able to block the diamond cutter again, and they both go back outside. Uh, Savage is able to gain control, pulls up the mats to expose the concrete. He looks to pile drive Diamond Dallas Page, but Nick Patrick stops it. He says, no, 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 sir. And that's the final straw. Randy Savage punches the hell out of Nick Patrick and then grabs hold of a cameraman and just starts slapping and beating the hell out of a cameraman. <laughs> this man is wild. This I man love, is nuts. I love Macho Man. And then Diamond Dallas Page grabs a steel chair, an unprotected chair shot to Macho Man, which looks funny as hell. <laughs> Because he so looks like a Looney Tunes character that just got knocked out. Just like, bonk. (laughs) Back into the ring. Uh, the, The cutter gets stopped again, but not the third time. Third time's the charm. Diamond cutter to Macho Man. He's got the match won. But here comes Scott Hall. He tries to attack Paige, but ducks and starts taking out Hall, but he's no match. The numbers game once again. Macho Man with the tag team title nails it off the back of Diamond Dallas Paige's head. Then it is the outsider's edge from Scott Hall. Macho Man hits the top rope, delivers the elbow, picture perfect. Nick Patrick is back into the ring, forced to count. One, two, three. Macho Man has being victorious, they are now one and one yeah. in these matches. Very, very fun match. I really, really enjoyed the match start to fucking finish. Uh, even the Hall interference, like, it, I enjoyed it regardless of how it makes the, the match's outcome happen. But Indeed. just be seeing Macho Man just be this fucking just crazy heel mm-hmm. and then you add the run-in makes yes. makes it much more believable than it was if it was just like a random fucking run-in indeed yeah. indeed i i i will say the main event was entertaining yeah it was fun i enjoyed it uh it, it it was nice and i left the pay-per-view at least with the slightest hint of a smile on my face <laughs> okay Mainly because it was over. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) But needless to say, that was Great American Bash 1997. So we will go to the match of the night, the standout star, and the overall show grade. I will begin with you, Just John. What do you have for me and why? Uh, Match of the night, Savage DDP. Uh, Super fun main event. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. With honorable mentions to Akira and Medusa, because I really, uh, yeah, Akira and Medusa, because yes, I really yeah. love that fucking match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, standout star is DDP. Okay, I feel like he's starting to nice. become this major player in the in the main event scene. Oh, certainly, he's had the best story arc thus far. Yeah, for sure, and character development. Uh, overall rating two out of five. So far, this is a two match show mm. with the main event, and of course. The Green Steve McMichael. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> right. Of, of, of course. How could I possibly have forgotten? But yeah, this is a, a two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> you get the main you get the, the opening match with Dragon Sai and then the main event. Um 
the co-main event is is passable. Like mm-hmm. it's decent enough <laughs> that if you were to watch it again, it's not going to be terrible. Mm. Uh, but other than that, there was nothing else here. Like mm. Akira Medusa was was pretty cool, but the whole career thing is kind of whatever. It was a down note. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, down yeah. note. Uh, yeah, Hugh Morris Conan sucked. Uh, Steve McMichael's Kevin Green wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Fuck. What? What else was it? Oh my God! Glacier and Wrath was yeah. absolutely terrible. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah. So this yeah. is basically a two match show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my match of the night is going to be Ultimo Dragon and Psychosis. Okay. Uh, I went in and I had some high hopes from that match, and I was systematically destroyed. <laughs> Downhill from there. Yeah. So that's the only match that in good conscience I can give it to because fair, I, fair. that was the only one that didn't kill my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But I will give the standout star to Scott Hall mm. uh, because this show was a great rehabilitation for him because he had disappeared from our screens. Mm. When he returned from our screens, uh, he was beaten decisively at Slamboree. And then here he is getting the clean pinfall victory over Roddy Piper. The icon. And being the deciding factor in the main event. True, true. So I think he did a very good job. I think it makes him look quite strong. Mm -hmm. I know what he is doing next month. Uh, So watching this and the way that he is portrayed here... Uh, makes it all the better and makes a better explanation as to what he is doing next month. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that will come uh, next time. And for the overall show grade, because this is bar none, <laughs> without question, the worst pay-per-view that we have had to review on the podcast so far by a country mile. <laughs> This is getting a half star out of five. No, what was the other one that we reviewed that was also terrible? I think we gave, like, negative stars to We did not do negative for anything, but there was one show. That I believe it was the European show for the WWF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that one was a two-star or a one-star yeah. performance. So this one joins the sold Hall out. of Fame. Sold out. NWO sold out. Yeah, that's another was one. was a bad one. Uh, but this is worse than all of those. <laughs> In my humble opinion, because uh, apart from the opening match and the glimmers of hope of the main event, there is nothing here that I would go out of my way to watch. There is nothing here that I will remember. And this is a half star for that middle piece, which drug the life (laughs) out of me and the crowd in the... Mark of the Twin Cities. <laughs> Arena. <laughs> Mark Town. of the Quad Cities in Malloyne, Iowa. Or Illinois. Don't even, Illinois. I don't even give a shit where it is. It's a half star show. At a push, it's a one star show. Which is, is super disappointing just because the crowd when uh, when we were watching them uh the first match, yes. the crowd was red hot. It like, they were ready yep. for some wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then, just like you, they had their hearts crushed. Yeah. Over and over. Ripped out over and over and over again. 
Eddie Guerrero is not on this show. Yeah. Dean Malenko is not on this show. But the public enemy is. <laughs> no Hogan. The Giant and Lex Luger are not on this show. Holy shit. But yeah. the public enemy is. <laughs> Vincent gets a cameo. Vincent gets a cameo. <laughs> Wrath and Glacier get nine minutes. <laughs> Mongo is in the co-main event again. <laughs> and then the actual co-main event ends in a weird two-on-one handicap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a one. Yeah, this actually, show, I changed my rating. Yeah. I, my, I'm going to give it a one. This show is a turd. <laughs> this show is a turd I'm knocking it back mode. down. But here's hoping that next week's show is going to be better because we will be reviewing the Bash at the Beach. 97. Yeah, that that should be a good show. Where it all begins again. It is the NWO's one-year anniversary. Bash at the Beach, 96, is where Hogan turned on the world. Mm -hmm. And 97 features Hogan teaming up with... Dennis Rodman <laughs> to take on the team of the Giant if you say Kevin Green. and Lex Luger. Oh. oh, And that is our main event for next time. Wait. Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, that's, that's going to suck. Mm. That's mm. going to suck. Oh, well, we'll see. Because isn't Le- Lex Luger is the number one contender, right? Lex Luger is the number one contender. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, and we will also feature such matches as Roddy Piper versus Ric Flair. Okay. We will have Randy Savage teaming with Scott Hall to take on Diamond Dallas Page and a mystery partner. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who could that be? Who could it be? We'll find out next time. But thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Colossal Tussle Podcast, the Solemn Edition, the Morning Edition (laughs) of the Colossal Tussle Podcast. Uh, Yes, enjoy uh, tuning in with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking some time to have a good listen. We hope that you enjoyed. Where can they find us? Where can they listen to us, Just John? You can listen to us anywhere that there's podcasts available. Absolutely. Just look up the Colossal Tussle podcast. We're right there. Mm-hmm. Probably front page because, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, add the Colossal Tussle as well. Mm-hmm. Leave the comments. Tell us about the show if you liked it. If, if you didn't, mm-hmm. tell us how much you love Steve Mongols McMichaels. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, at the Colossal Tussle one. Again, more Mongol love is appreciated over there as well. Is it? Of is course, it? Of course. <laughs> On all our platforms. I've had quite enough of it. Just plug our f- platforms and fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Twitter at the Colossal Tussle One. Everywhere else at the Colossal Tussle. Uh, yeah, and just like, share, sus- subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. But until then, until next time with Bash at the Beach, for Just John, I am K.J. Johnson, and we are out.